0: In short, only Hadrat Muhammad understood the meaning of the Qur'an and explained it in his hadiths. It is he who explained the Qur'an. The correct book of explanations of the Qur'an is his hadiths. By not sleeping or resting, by sacrificing all their free time, our religious scholars gathered these hadiths and wrote books of tafsir, explanations of the Qur'an. The book of tafsir, entitled Baydawi, is one of the most powerful among them. Baydawi was written by Qadi Abdullah bin Umar who passed away in 685 or 1286 of the Christian era in Tabriz. To understand even these books of Tafsir, it is necessary to learn the 20 main branches of knowledge well by working ceaselessly for 30 years. There are 80 subdivisions that are the branches of these 20 main branches of knowledge. One of the main branches is the science of tafsir. These branches of knowledge had different savants and myriads of books. Various Arabic words that are used today have different meanings in the science of fiqh than from the meanings which they have in the science of tafsir. Even the same word conveys various meanings depending on its place in the Quran and the particles it takes. The Quran's translations by those who do not know these vast branches of knowledge were made according to today, today's Arabic convey meanings far from the meanings in the Qur'an al kareem Everybody understands the hints, the meanings from the symbols in the Qur'an in proportion to the strength of his Iman. Tafsir is not something done simply by writing or expressing in words. Tafsir is a radiance, nur, that occurs to the hearts of the great religious men. The books of Tafsir are the keys to this radiance. As the jewels are revealed when you unlock the drawer with the key. In a similar way does a radiance occur to the heart by reading those tafsirs. Those who knew the 80 branches of knowledge well understood the tafsirs and in order to explain them to religiously ignorant people as we are, they wrote thousands of books suitable for people of various categories. Valuable Turkish tafsirs such as Mawakib, Tabyan, abulis are amongst them. Tabyan is a tafsir that was prepared in 1110 Hijri. The tafsir of Vehbi Effendi of Konya is a book of preaching. Since there are parts containing personal views in all those newly written books which are considered to be the most valuable, their harm is greater than their benefit to those who read them. Especially those tafsirs and translations by enemies of Islam and by holders of bidat which have been written to defile the meanings in the Qur'an al-Qur'im, these are very harmful. These are all poisonous. A number of doubts and objections arise within the young people who read these types of books. Besides, it is unsuitable for those who, like us, have little religious knowledge to read tafsirs and hadiths to learn Islam. It causes one to lose one's iman if an ayat or hadith is misunderstood or doubted. A tafsir or hadith cannot be understood only by knowing Arabic. He who considers those who know Arabic as savants is wrong. In Beirut and in all other places, there are many priests whose native language is Arabic and who know Arabic literature well, yet none of them understands Islam. In a dictionary they published in 1956 and entitled Al-Munjid, they wrote Islamic names incorrectly even the name of the Baqi Cemetery in Medina, and even the death date of our Sayyid Rasulullah A person who wants to understand, to learn the real meaning of the Qur'an must read religious savants' books on kalam, in its lexical meaning uh, the word means speech, fiqh and morals. All these books have been derived and written from the Qur'an and hadiths. Books written as translations of the Qur'an do not convey a correct understanding, they enslave the readers to the ideas and purposes of their authors and cause them to deviate from Islam. It is impossible to write the Quran in the Latin alphabet. For this reason, the meaning becomes defiled. The transliterations thus read become a meaningless crowd of noises rather than the Quran. This fact is written in the magazine Al Muallim, printed in 1986. For example, Salat will be Fasid, unacceptable if one reads the word ihad as ihat. Today, it is seen that many people offer such defiled translations and books under the name of the Turkish Qur'an. These books of dubious origin are given to youngsters and distributed in villages. They say the Arabic Qur'an is in a foreign language. Don't read it. Read this one, which is in our native language. When observed carefully, it is understood that many of those who say so do not perform namaz or fast. That they have dived into the Harams and even into irreligiousness and that they are bonded to Islam only in words. Why do these people sing and listen to Beethoven's symphonies, Mozart's Figaro, and Moliere's poems in German, Italian, and French on radios and in bars? Why don't they say they're in foreign languages? We should sing them in pure Turkish. They do not translate those symphonies or com- and comedies into Turkish, for they know that they cannot be properly translated into Turkish. Their nefses will not relish their Turkish versions. Their Turkish versions cannot be said to be Beethoven's or Chopin's work. Uh, by the same token, Muslims cannot enjoy these books as they enjoy the Quran, they cannot nourish their souls. The fact which we have stated above are written in the facts which we have stated above are written in a splendid style in the preface of the Turkish Maal of the Quran Karim prepared and published in 1381 or 1961 of the Christian era by the Directory of Religious Affairs in Turkey. The Director of Religious Affairs, uh, H. Husni Urdim, the author of this preface, says, A book such as the Qur'an al karim which has the Balagati Allahi, or divine eloquence, and Ijazi Allahi, divine con- conciseness, cannot be properly translated into any other language, Turkish or else. The explanations made under the light of former tafsirs may be called ma'al, explanations, rather than translations. It is not permissible to consider the words used to contain the meaning of the Qur'an al karim as equal to the Qur'an itself, or to recite these words in namaz, salat, or to use them to deduce hukam, judgments, without having first grasped the original properly. A translated version could never replace its its original. There are expressions, words, in the Quran al-Karim that have various meanings. In the process of translation, all the various meanings are reduced to one meaning, and it cannot be known whether this meaning is the meaning Allah ta'ala is expressing, Muradi illahi. Therefore, one should not dare to call it the translation of the Quran. Translating the Qur'an, uh, the Quran al-Karim into another language and substituting the translated version of the Quran al-Karim are two different issues. It is written in the explanation after the preface of the book we have named in the previous paragraph, quote, it is not permissible to translate this divine book Quran, which is above mankind and a mujiz, a miracle, into Turkish properly. Therefore the most correct way is perhaps to express in Turkish the meanings and ma'al, which is understood from the Arabic originals, instead of translating ayats word by word. In fact, it is not possible to translate the Nazim-e-Jalil of the Qur'an and at the same time preserve its original Ijaz and balagat, But to translate it in the form of Ma'al is possible. It is not possible to indicate the features of both languages in a translation from one language into another. The first translation of the Qur'an in Europe was rendered into Latin in 537 or 1141 of the Christian era. It was translated into Italian in 919 history, or 1513 of the Christian era. Into German, into 1025 history, or 1616 of the Christian era. Into French in 1056 history, or 1647 of the Christian era. And finally into English in 1057, or 1648 history. Today, there are about 30 translations in all these languages, but in these translations made by individuals with certain tendencies, there are many wrong interpretations and even purposeful errors. It is permissible to translate the Qur'an into other languages, uh, yet one cannot learn all the rules of the Islamic religion from a translation. There are also other rules which were determined through hadith sharifs Ijma and Kias. These are learned in detail from books of fiqh, which were written by the scholars of Ahl-Sunnat. So highly esoteric are some teachings of the Qur'an al that their meanings have been comprehended only by our blessed prophet, who in turn explained them to his sahaba. His utterances explaining the Qur'an al are termed hadith sharifs Later, some new situations arose wherein hadith sharifs were not clear enough so that people could decide on how to act. The blessed Sahaba delved deeper into the Hadith Sharifs, spent sleepless nights in retrospect, and tried to do tried to the best of their abilities and energies eventually to reaching a common solution about each of such the of these problematic matters. So it goes without saying, however, that that unanimous solution was totally based on the facts they had learned from the Quran and and from the best of the entire creation Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Prophet, peace be upon him, and not on their personal views and opinions. This unanimity or consensus of the Sahaba is called Ijma, and later all the newly arising situations were likewise solved by the tabiin the Taba taba'in and the Salafi Salahin, that is the earliest islamic scholars those blessed scholars may allah taala profusely reward those valuable people in the hereafter wrote those solutions for us in their myriads of books all the islamic teachings and their books are merely explanations of the book ie the quran al kareem the sunnah ie the hadith sharifs and the aforesaid ijma and have nothing to do with personal thoughts and views the Onerous work those valuable scholars undertook has been termed kiyas or ijtihad, and the scholars themselves are called scholars of Ahl-Sunnat. It is those blessed people مجمعين, who conveyed to us the Islamic religion in its pristine purity without a tiniest change. Said Abdul Hakim Arvasi stated, Quote, As it is stated in the 224th page of a book which occupies the number of 1706 of the Sheikh al-Islam Valyuddin Effendi section of the public library of Bayezid Istanbul, translations of the Qur'an are not the Qur'an, for the Qur'an is the known poetic mujiz book. It loses its ijaz when it is translated into another language, and ijaz is the noun form of mujiz. Poetry translated into another language is no longer poetry. The aforesaid book is a commentary to the book entitled Ezkar and written by Imam Nawawi rahmatullahi talale, in 631 Hijri or 1233, 1277 in Damascus, uh, Nawawi. The commentator Abu Abdullah, Muhammad, Shamsuddin, Ukeli, uh, Bahnessi, Shafi, Naqshi passed away in 1001 Hijri or 1592 Christian era, uh, Bahnis, which lends its name to the blessed scholar as a township in central Egypt. Allah declares in the Quran al my book is in Arabic. He declares, I sent the Quran down to Hadr Muhammad in the Arabic language. Then the totality of the words, letters and meanings which Allah sent down through an angel is the Quran. The books that are not so cannot be called the Quran. He who calls these books the Qur'an will lose his Iman. He will become a disbeliever. If it is translated into another language or even into Arabic, it is called an explanation of the Qur'an. Also, if one of its letters is changed, even without the meaning being defiled, it is not the Qur'an anymore. Moreover, if any change is made in reading it without any letter being changed, it is not called the Qur'an. This is written in Riyadh un Nasihin, the Quran, which follows the rules of Arabic grammar and which doesn't change the meaning, but which is unlike the one which was collected together by Hadr Uthman, is called Kira'at Ishaza. It is not permissible to read it during Namaz or at any other place. It is a sin. A few of the Ashabi Kiram, radiyallahu ta'ala, Ajma'in recited the Kira'at Ishaza, but there was no unanimity about this. It is not called Kira'at Ishaza. To recite in a fashion in which none of the Asabi Kiram is said to have recited. It is necessary to imprison or to thrash a person who recites it so. It is an act of disbelief to recite in a fashion in which none of the religious savants have recited, even if it does not defile the meaning or the words. <laughs>